0: Super Talk Mississippi media production.
1: If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com.
2: Howdy, howdy. It's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Who
0: are you, Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians.
3: Okay, let's begin.
0: Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert.
4: And welcome everyone to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. It's Tuesday across the Magnolia State. Gerard Gibbard in with Rhino in the Super Talk Studios. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. And joining us now, kicking off the program, Dr. Carrie Wright, Superintendent of the Mississippi Department of Education. Good morning, Dr. Wright. Good morning. Good morning. So great to have you in today. Thank you. I wanted to start with. Uh, an article that I caught. I've been a subscriber to the Economist mm-hmm. for uh, a number of years, mainly for interest in uh, economics and, and uh, just from a business perspective, as a, as a longtime business person. But there's an article recently published that uh, really touts yes, Mississippi and, and a very positive in, and and uh, projects it in a very positive light. Which doesn't happen a lot in uh, the Economist, uh, (laughs) UK-based publication, (laughs) but basically, in the title of the article is "American schools teach reading all wrong," and they they reference Mississippi as teaching it right. That's right. And they do so as a result of some dramatic improvements in our reading proficiency. And uh, from a literary perspective, and, and I was just fascinated yeah. uh, by this publication. I'll have to admit, I don't necessarily understand all the uh-huh. nuances of this teaching methodology mm-hmm. that's referenced, but this is something that I believe the state adopted these standards in 2013.
5: Yes, sir. So, when the Literacy Based Promotion Act was passed in 2013, um, that was the first law that was passed, and then we decided that we needed that teachers really needed to learn how to teach reading, and there is a science behind teaching reading. Sure. And so, we have been providing professional development starting in 2000, I guess, starting in 14, uh, with the all the PD for all K three teachers, whether they teach general ed or special ed, and the principals of those schools. And so, over the years, that's exactly what's happened. Teachers are now teaching reading, teaching the foundational skills of reading, and our scores have just incrementally cropped up and cropped up and cropped up. And, uh, in fact, in 2019, when the National Assessment of Education Progress came out, and that is the gold standard, if you will, across the nation, that's where all 50 states can be compared, Mississippi ranked number one in the nation for fourth grade reading and gains in fourth grade reading and fourth grade math. We were number three in the nation for our gains in eighth grade math and number four in the nation for our gains in 8th grade reading. And a really key stat is all of our children in poverty, whether they were black, white, or Hispanic, outperformed all of their counterparts nationally. Wow, That is huge for our state. And so
4: it seems like that this would also spill over into proficiency in other subject matter areas as well. I mean, if you can read proficiently Mm -hmm. and efficiently, then that should
5: help you in other courses of study absolutely and that reading is the gateway I mean that you're exactly right if you can read and read well then that that opens the door whether it's history or science or whatever the case might be and so that's really something we've been very proud of and I even had it validated if you will we are a part of the Regional Education Lab Southeast Florida State is their research institution and I said you know this looks like what we're seeing in the classroom but can you come in and do a study and so they came in and videotaped hundreds of teachers across the state and they took went through the training as well and they came back and said oh you're going to love this you're exactly seeing in the classroom what you want to see and hence that validated obviously our our increases in our scores and it also um, validated the reason to continue to pay for that professional development so it was it was really good but this uh, economist article is just so wonderful because it's an international exposure yeah. to how do, from find, how do they find out about this well everybody around the nation is talking about mississippi okay so um it's not a hidden story and i think once we hit front page And even the governor talked about it. He said he was somewhere else in October when that hit. um, That people are calling from all over the United States wanting to know what'd you do. What'd you do? That's exactly (laughs) right. That's exactly right.
4: Well, I I just I just found I so I I read the Economist. I don't read every article. Obviously, it's there's a ton of uh, articles published, and I get the daily newsletters and the weekly magazines, both digital and printed. But this one came across, and I saw Mississippi, and I said I got to dig into this one, Uh, and uh, so one of the things that it said, the article said, and you, you, I'm sure you're aware, is that there's still some states that are hesitant to, to adopt this. Yeah. There still seem to be, I guess, a, a little married, if you will, to the to the older approaches. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you find that to be a problem in Mississippi when this was first adopted? Did you have any pushback at the district level from teachers, etc.?
5: No, not really, um, Gerard. Not really. Once the teachers went through the training, most of the teachers, in fact, the vast majority of teachers have said that's probably one of the best professional developments they've ever been through. And I think once they also then saw the practice changing in their classroom and seeing children reading uh, and learning to read and uh, then being able to pass them on to the next grade reading well, um, I think it really was very encouraging to them that they were on the right path.
4: You know, one of the things, so my daughter, full disclosure, I think you may know this is uh, as a teacher at no, Bridgeland High School and uh, I'm very proud her. of her and, and teaches uh, English and, and language and so forth. So. You know, one of, one of the things that it, it seems to be a concern is our public schools, as you know, now have uh, a number of students who come from different backgrounds and different mm-hmm. ethnicities, and so English is not necessarily their first language, not the language That's that correct. is spoken and written in their home. Mm-hmm. How, this seems to be an obstacle in the classrooms how, how do we deal with that
5: that is that is a very um, that is that is true that's a very it's a huge challenge for us and that population of children is also growing in our state yeah. and so we do not have enough teachers um, what we call English language teachers right. um, to teach these students that speak that English is not their first language and so what we've been trying to do is provide professional development to our general ed teachers such as your your daughter okay, okay. Uh, and give them strategies um, to use in the classroom classroom, because that's where most of these children are going to be spending their time. Yeah. And that's about all we can do, because there's just not that many people that are trained um, in our state um, to, to be dealing with
4: Well, this. I guess the concern I have is, and, and just ask you to respond to this, sure. does, does this get in the way, maybe the teachers having to spend more time uh, just conveying information and, and communicating with a student that where English is not their first uh, language? And does that in any way sort of interfere or delay the, the instruction to those where it is? How, well, how we I
5: guess it would depend on how the teacher was going about that. I know okay. that there's some teachers that have, you know, like instructional assistants that come into the room, you know, or volunteers that may come into the room to work in addition to that yeah. so that the teacher can continue with the lesson. Um, they uh, Some teachers are using other students to okay. help with that as well. My daughter's noted that. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I think there's different strategies. I think if the teacher was stopping every single time to turn to a student, that would definitely interfere, but I think teachers are trying to make sure that they're getting the lesson across to the the class, and so they're trying to think of how else can I do this and also help these children learn English at the same time.
4: Understand, and I I know there's some we're somewhat isolated, somewhat, I guess, in Mississippi. But I know when you get in the states where they're more even transient, there's there's, I'm told there are 10 or 11 languages represented in a single classroom. Oh, that's where 30
5: could be. When I was in Montgomery County Public Schools in Maryland, I believe there was a total of about 160 different languages that were spoken in the district itself. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so it's it's real, it's real. So
4: I I know. I'm assuming that when uh, one is studying to be an education professional in, in college, they're probably not learning 160 different languages no they're not uh,
5: and hopefully their educator prep programs are are providing them some strategies to deal with all kinds of children because you also got students with disabilities that are yeah. in the classroom etc so we're really depending on our education prep programs to really make sure that these teachers as are coming out of these epps are able to um, approach all children and teach them yeah all right so 2020
4: Uh, we could argue is probably the most extraordinary, unusual (laughs) uh, year we've all experienced, but but education was at the top, I guess, of that which was disrupted. Mm -hmm. And so we seem to have fared pretty well here in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. I I think back about this time last year, Mm -hmm. I believe the governor was asking, and I think administered uh, by the Department of Education, every district to uh, pro- provide a plan.
5: Yes, that is correct. I
4: think you, you had um, three options, mm-hmm. right, three modes, yes, if three you modes. will. And they had to pick one of those That's and, and submit that for mm-hmm. approval. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how do we do? I guess, well, it's,
5: it's interesting because I think that it depends on whether you were, I think a lot of it depended on whether you were in a district that was connected to the internet. right? And that's where I think some districts really struggled because you know the state as well as yeah. I and you know there's some parts of the state that you've got to be at the right angle with the wind blowing in yeah. the right direction to even get a cell um, sure. reception. So I think that I think districts did the very best that they could. Um, I think that some were able to con- to move virtually immediately, yeah. and some had a hybrid model, but those that were not connected had to go really with a paper-pencil gotcha. approach Are until you, fall, and then we'll talk about fall.
4: Well, that's what I was going to ask. Can yeah. you hang around to talk about sure. what's on staff? Sound? Right, yeah, sounds yeah. great. we got uh, Dr. Kerry Wright, Superintendent of Mississippi Department of Education in the studio. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
7: The need for blood is constant, and sometimes that need becomes critical. From accident victims and cancer patients to premature babies and those with blood disorders. Hospital patients rely on all of us to make sure that blood is on the shelves and ready to help. And Mississippi Blood Services needs our help. Coming up on Wednesday, June 23rd, two men in a truck in Ridgeland will be hosting a blood drive from 10 to 3 p.m. For more information, visit our website and social media platforms to come and donate.
8: I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce. Come shop the freshest locally grown fruits and vegetables, meats, and other farm-raised products at the Mississippi Farmer's Market every Saturday from 8 to 1. While there, you can grab breakfast or lunch at the City Limits Cafe and shop our new genuine Mississippi store for unique items made right here in Mississippi. The stores also open weekdays 11 to 1 every day. All this at the Mississippi Farmer's Market, 929 High Street in Jackson, right near the fairgrounds. Y'all come. See us.
10: At the American Lung Association, we're fighting for a day when we can all breathe easier. We're fighting for clear skies over every city and healthy lungs throughout the country. We're fighting to free millions of Americans from the addictive grip of tobacco and the devastating effects of lung disease. The American Lung Association isn't just fighting for air. We're fighting for all the things that make it worth breathing, and we can use your help. See what you can do at fightingforair.org.
6: We're here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 till 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Now, 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 back
0: to the JT show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino.
11: G- great news, everybody!
0: On Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. <laughs>
4: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show Super Talk Mississippi on this Tuesday. Dr. Carrie Wright, Superintendent, Mississippi Department of Education, is our guest. So, Dr. Wright, we were just chatting uh, before we went to break about the the uh, rather aberrational year, which was 2020, <laughs> the school year, but. Uh, it seemed like we fared pretty well in that, and, and relative to the rest of the country, it seems like we're way ahead.
5: Well, you know, I've got to really give a lot of um, praise to our legislature and our elected leaders because when I when when this all hit, the um, the divide was just glaring in yeah. terms of who was connected and who was not. And I asked them to appropriate enough money to buy a new device for every student and every right. teacher in the state. Mississippi Connects was the initiative, and they they gave us two hundred million dollars yeah. and so by the time we signed the contracts in august by december the first every teacher and and student had a brand new device and it was fully loaded able to connect it we brought everything into jackson loaded everything that we needed onto it, security, everything, and then distributed them. And so we were way ahead of the nation. In fact, uh, we were being told that uh, there were several states that weren't very happy with Mississippi because we kind of went out and grabbed 400,000 devices all at once. But that did make a difference because now we then have the opportunity, and we had learning management systems now in place in all districts, which we did not have before. And so now... students were able to load some content on while they were at school, then take the device home and still be able to use it, whether it was connected or whether it was not. And if you were connected, then so be it. But that was the beauty of what we were able to do for Mississippi. And I think moving into the spring, uh, we at the department, well, starting last spring, but all into a whole year, we then started providing a lot of professional development for teachers who were not used to using a device, you know, Mm -hmm. in the classroom, much less the Zoom aspect, Mm -hmm. you know, of it. But I think that's a part of where we came in behind that and said, okay, some of you may know how to use this brilliantly and others may need help. And so virtually we offered a ton of PD throughout the year for teachers. So, and,
4: and then we got... The new year coming up, what's yeah. that look like? It, uh, we're going to be back to mostly in-person yes, and normal, we are. right? Yes, we are. Yeah.
5: Yes, we are. And uh, we're just getting ready to put out a, a policy. In fact, it's out now for uh, public comment around virtual learning and the okay. what's going what's to be required of districts if they choose to use that as, as, a, as an option. Um, but I think you're going to find 99% of everybody is going to be in school. Back I think there's a certain... Certain children that may because of medical reasons or whatever, may still have to remain virtual, yeah. but majority of kids are going to be in school. Well, I know
4: speaking as the dad of a teacher, yeah. I can tell you they, they miss uh, that, oh. that interaction yeah. that yeah. One, one-on-one interaction is Absolutely. huge and, and as I'm sure you know, Dr. Wright to many of these children, uh, it's a big part of their lives.
5: Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and
4: they develop and we want them to develop these bonds with mm-hmm. their teachers. And, uh, and and so that's I think a valuable part of their development I as agree. as children, and it's beyond just the content in the that's classroom. That's exactly
5: right. It's the socialization. It's all the things that make school school, right? It's your friends. It's the extracurricular activities. It's getting together on a football, you know, football night or whatever. And and I have a very large um, student advisory council about a hundred students, um, high school students across the state, and they talked a lot about that as I met with them during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and how much they missed um, just being with their friends and being with their friends in class.
4: Right. Yep. Uh, and we just heard it. And you saw some heartbreaking stories from around the country. I think there's some districts still around the country that – Either never open for in person, or just maybe started recently. That's correct. And uh, so we seem to be uh, quite a bit ahead. We are. We are. And
5: I really got a hats off because our superintendents and our leaders across the state, I thought, were very judicious about when to make sure kids were in school and safe. Safe, Yeah. And that was the piece we were hearing from parents: if it's safe, I'm good. I'm. And when we went through and our numbers were spiking, people were a little bit more anxious about that. And so I think that being able to go virtually as well as in person. And yeah. they paid off a lot.
4: But uh, now, based on a big chunk of money allocated and, mm-hmm. and sent our way by the federal government, about two-thirds of that, I think, from the CARES Act, at mm-hmm. least, went to this purchase of devices, personal devices, for students, teachers. And another uh, large allocation of that went to uh, development of broadband to get the networks yes, up uh, in the rural areas yes, so indeed. those devices can be, they can be more used. used. That's yeah. right.
5: That's exactly right.
4: So. <laughs> and then some other money came your guys mm-hmm. way as mm-hmm. well uh, the a bill that was signed by president trump in uh december mm-hmm. i believe so had we've some had, education i think we've had we three did. right we've had this
5: we've had three buckets of okay. money come yeah. in um so the first one came in around the january ish time and then around March-ish, march ish and, yep. and then around uh, and then most recently we had another 150 Five million, I think, for K twelve. Anyway, yep, okay.
12: um,
5: and so that's all by formula in uh, federal. The federal dollars yep. used based on Title One, and then so that money will then be available uh, once their plans are put together uh, for for the districts to start drawing that money down. Is
4: that restricted? This latest tranche, the way the CARES Act money was somewhat restricted, to had to be used only for purchase and procurement of goods services, specifically to offset the additional cost of of uh, mitigating
5: uh, coronavirus, yeah. It's a little bit more flexible, but I it's thought. still got to be COVID-related. Okay. Um, but there's a lot more flexibility in this money than we had in the other monies, which is really good. Okay. Because now we have money for facilities. Yep. And so a lot of districts are looking at how do we modify facilities to put more social distancing? Do we add on a classroom? Uh, do we w- do we need more buses? I mean, so those are the kinds of questions that, gotcha. are, that districts are starting to... Yeah.
4: Well, and we have lots of facilities that are just in disrepair and need it of maintenance so as well.
5: true. It is so true. And so that's this is a golden opportunity for districts to be looking um, at things like this.
4: Yeah. So we've got uh, more money coming, I guess, our way with respect to that, and hopefully. And then the other thing I wanted to point out, uh, as a member of the board of directors of the Mississippi Lottery Corporation, you've yes. got... Uh, A large amount being transferred to the Education Enhancement Fund, Mm -hmm. and uh, based on the latest numbers uh, from the lottery, looks like a total of about $60 million is going to go to the Education Enhancement Fund. Mm -hmm. We hit the $80 million mark for roads and bridges in February. so. The uh, March, April, May, June proceeds all going to the education enhancement fund. It's like about sixty million dollars. Well,
5: the le- legislature was really um, good to the s- the students of the state because they almost double the amount of money for early childhood, which is huge because now we have we can open up more pre K classes. Uh, they gave money for us to be able to hire about fifty math coaches yep. to be able to deploy across the state. Uh, they gave money for us to be able to hire early childhood coaches. So all of that that those monies were are going to be. Used uh, by by teachers and by students across the state.
4: Good. All right. So I got to ask you. Sure. It's it's no secret that critical race theory and and adaptations thereof are, are sort of proliferating the educational landscape. Kind of started and is rooted in the in the higher ed community, but making its way down uh, into the K twelve arena. What is what's going on in Mississippi with respect to that? How does that work?
5: You know, Gerard, I've not heard anything about that in K twelve. I just need to be honest with you. Um, okay. That's not risen its head. I've not had letters. I've not had emails about that. Um, we've got our standards, uh, our social studies standards, which are based on history of the United States, and uh, that's already been out there. It's been out for public comment. I mean, it's it, they're pretty. It's pretty. Black and white. I mean, in terms okay. of facts. And yeah. so, uh, I, I've not, I've not, I've not had anybody express that to me. Concerned about that. Are you talk.
4: concerned that it might get rooted or sort of seep its way into the curriculum? kind of masked as something else or maybe unbeknownst to parents, etc.?
5: If the teachers are teaching the standards, then I would feel very confident the answer to that question is no. Okay. Because they're, it's not in our standards. And all we said to our teachers, whether it's an English teacher or a social studies teacher or whatever, if you teach the standards, you're good to go. Okay. Just That's all you need to concentrate on. You don't need tets, test prep. You don't need any of that. It's just teach the standards that are outlined K-12. And so um, that's, that's really the same message that we started is the same message that we're continuing to give.
4: If a district were to deviate, it doesn't matter if it's mm-hmm. what the standard social studies standards, mm-hmm. math, reading, whatever. It, what kind of latitude at the district level or even at the school level do they have in sort of de- departing from those well, state standards?
5: So we don't, um, we don't. Di- the state cannot dictate curriculum. That's the reason. We do, okay. we do pass standards and adopt standards. So okay. that's that's our role. But a local district uh... has a lot of latitude and um... i you know that local decision making you hear that all the time about mississippi and so um... we are trusting superintendents and principals and teachers to make really good decisions and we've given them the skill sets we've given them the professional development we've given them the materials to say here's what you should be teaching and that is not in what we've given them
4: dr wright thanks for coming in today And, and let's hope for a very successful 2021-22 uh, school year.
5: I love that. <laughs> Thanks so much for having <laughs> Thank me. Thank
4: you for coming in. We'll be right back on the JT Show. Stay with us.
13: My tongue gets tired when I try to speak. My inside shake like a leaf on a tree. There's only one cue for this body of mine. That's to have that girl and her love so fine. She touched my hand and what the chill I got. Her lips are like a volcano that's hot. I'm proud to say this shit my buttercup. I'm in love. I'm all shook up.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
9: Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Hey, yeah. Yeah. i Yeah. Yeah. shook the best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Goal Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769 208 8283. Once again, 769 208 8283. Ace and Screw is the only hardware
0: store in the area now carrying around to it Everything you need for those projects you've been saying, I'll get around to it. There's never been a better time to save on tools and hardware than during the annual open house at both locations of Ace and Screw. Wednesday, June 23rd, there'll be prizes and huge giveaways, like a Honda four-wheeler valued at over five grand and a rolling DeWalt tool storage chest valued at over $1,200.
6: Located on Julianne Street, just off Gallatin and Jackson, and right off 555 and Glucks this is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaways has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gladstone just south of Germantown High. Callaways has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Callaways has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture. With all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving, a farmer's market is open full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey and The best tomatoes in town. Callaway's will have farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High.
10: Callaway's is. Callaway's is.
9: The staff and management of Discount Gun Safes would like to wish you a very safe and happy 4th of July holiday. Remember our troops serving here and abroad. From your friends at Discount Gun Safes, have fun, but please drive safely this 4th of July.
12: i'm andy davis and you're listening to Super Talk mississippi news joseph murray is an education and civil rights attorney who believes americans have come to a point where they fear losing their country more than they fear losing their job the former speech writer for pat buchanan wrote an op-ed on critical race theory for the tennessean
11: we needed to get there because i think that's the only thing that is going to stop this mm-hmm. is that people have to stand up and say no We are not the counterculture.
12: Murray says critical race theorists will teach that slavery is America's original sin and no amount of holy water can cleanse the stain.
11: Yes, the West engaged in slavery, but the West was the first civilization to actively, thanks to the British, begin to outlaw slavery. But you won't see that or talk about that in critical race
12: theory. For more Mississippi News, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Amy Davis.
0: You're hearing The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, here's more on Super Talk, Mississippi.
4: The JT Show Super Talk Mississippi. Dave from Ripley says, "So is everybody brushing Angela Hill off?" No, nobody's brushing off Angela Hill, and and uh, I understand her concerns. I share her concerns. We had her on the program. We talked about it. If uh, and just is as, as I asked uh, Doctor Wright, if there is uh, some form of this this radical curriculum that is seeping its way. Somewhat masked, veiled into our public schools. I got a problem with that. What I wanted to understand is the extent to which the districts have uh, power and authority over the curriculum and sort of where the state leaves off and they pick up and how much they can depart. And, that, and I asked that question. So, my feeling and And I hope folks will will take uh, heed to this is if you're hearing about anything like this, like the many examples we've shared here on this program, uh both in talking and in sharing audio, and we got more to share today as a matter of fact. but if you hear anything like that, then let us know and and we'll ask and and maybe though the just as we're seeing across the country. It needs to be taken up with the school boards in the districts that are in charge. Uh, You know, we, as as Dr. Wright said, we, we govern at the local level. I believe that's the way it should be. Now, that doesn't mean the legislature couldn't and shouldn't, as I have advocated for, take up legislation to prohibit adoption of critical race theory into the curriculum. And honestly, if you look at critical race theory on its surface, examination of how racism might be embedded in our legal system, our social constructs, understanding that as, as a matter of, of uh, just study and analysis, which was supposedly the original premise of CRT, originated, uh, developed back on college campuses in the late 70s, early 80s. That would would be fine if you want to examine that, study that, analyze that, but you should balance that out with open and transparent analysis of how that has been combated and how much progress has been made regarding racism and discrimination in this country. It's monumental, more so than any other nation by far. That needs to be highlighted. I think the problem is that that sort of underlying original precept of CRT has absolutely been hijacked and evolved into way more than that. Stuff like in New Jersey, we talked about the um, school district up there a couple of weeks ago, the Randolph School, you remember this rhino, where they they took all the holiday names off the calendar. I don't even know what the heck that accomplishes, but they started out with Columbus Day. They decided that Columbus was a bad person, and therefore they needed to remove Columbus Day from the calendar. And then they just came after that on the heels of that and decided just to wipe all the other Names of holidays off their calendar, their official district calendar, and renamed them as what, Day Off One, Day Off Two, et cetera. Well, good news to share on that. I think just happened yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. They received outlash, backlash, I should say, outcry from hundreds of angry, riled up residents in this district. And so the school board reversed it yesterday. And they received, they had a board meeting and it was packed as you can imagine. 4 hours of boos and jeers and calls for resignation. <laughs> 50 speakers in this public session. They accused the board of bringing what they called woke and cancel culture actions into the school system. They're right. Can somebody explain to me what the value is of removing holiday names off the calendar? What problem does that purport to solve? I can't figure it out. So they started out with Columbus Day in a district where there are lots of Italians. (laughs) And they got pretty jammed up about it. (laughs) And there's photos I'm looking at of some Italian-Americans... And they're holding a poster that is painted with the uh, to to represent a, an Italian flag, and it says "Reinstate Columbus Day now." It was just dumb to do that, but anyhow. So the good news is, there this Randolph School District they they decided to return the calendar. To uh, normal status where it's got the names of the holidays on it. By the way, there was one member of the board who dissented and didn't vote. <laughs> I'm laughing because like what for what I-, I can't figure out. But this one dissenter said, "No, nope, we need to we need to keep it that way." Man, oh man. So point is. If you hear this stuff going on, there, see, this is Georgia and Oxford it says I heard that Oxford School made ninth grade English class watch the movie The Hate You Give and then write a report on the good qualities of George Floyd. I, okay, I would say go Georgia to the next school board meeting. They're open. You can even speak. You can sign up and have a turn to address the school board of the district and, ex- and express your concerns bring some proof you know bring something to substantiate make sure you've talked to enough people that would affirm that this occurred uh I, I don't know that that sounds that sounds crazy to me that they would do that and you may be absolutely right it would not surprise me depending on who's in charge and who ordered it
2: well, the first part of that assignment isn't all that yeah, weird, because, I, I mean, The Hate You Give is a movie based on a book written by a Mississippian. That's right. Hey, you're right. So, I mean, you, I you, you may that. not appreciate the, the, the context of the story or even like the the movie itself, but it has relevance to the Magnolia State. Now, the second part is completely irrelevant to anything involving the Magnolia
4: State. It shouldn't even be. I don't know why we're teaching that in a school. Why, I mean, why do we just pick out this person... Regardless of what happened, I mean, if you wanted to do a critical analysis of that event, I guess maybe, but just to provide one side of it, um, I think is a problem, and and I don't know. I don't know that I'd have a problem even showing the video and just letting kids make their own mind up, offer their own assessment of what they see.
2: Now, Uh, I would say, if you're going to watch The Hate You Give, what's the problem with something like To Kill a Mockingbird? Absolutely. That, that's where we get into... But you have the, to ban the book To Kill a Mockingbird. You have to ban Huckleberry Finn and Mark Twain. And it, it's just... It, the it, double it standard. It makes no sense.
4: I totally agree. So, you know... If you're going to have the conversation, have the conversation. I, I'm with you. So you've got Evanston, Illinois. You remember this is the town, first one in the country to vote for paid reparations. Okay? This is a rather well-to-do suburb of Chicago. I've been there, Evanston, Illinois. So they are allowing, this is a double standard again. I strenuously object to this. They are allowing a Juneteenth and a pride parade, but no July 4th parade. That's a problem. I have a serious problem with that. All or none. Now, that's where it's virtue signaling... In your eyes, poking in your eyes, double standard, woke garbage. I, I'm totally opposed to that. So I tell you, this Loudoun County, Virginia, which is kind of ground zero for what's happening with respect to critical race theory and its intrusion into the K through 12 environment, they've got T-shirts <laughs> printed up now. No critical race theory. The the no symbol on it and they're calling for the entire board to resign but again they took critical race theory and rather just okay let's spend a couple hours analyzing its, its, its foundations and moving on to what you should be learning in school No, they've taken that and they're expunging language and they're they're teaching that groups are oppressors and groups are victims and they teach you to hate the country and all cops are bad and stupid videos that were so bad we couldn't even play them on the air here about exploring your sexuality and crap to kindergartners or, I don't know, elementary kids. Stuff like that. I don't think that's part of critical race theory, but I would argue that critical race theory is kind of what instilled it. That's where it's coming from. And they've they've uh, just taken that to a new level, and it's abhorrent. And we can't let that happen in Mississippi. When you hear it, when you see it, speak up about it. Let us know. But go to those school board meetings and speak up. As David Bowie says, we got to go dance. We'll be right back here on the JT Show. Stay with us.
9: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly cloudy skies, high near 60 degrees. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 67. Your Wednesday rolls in with a 20% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 88. Wednesday evening, mostly clear, low around 72. And for your Thursday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 92. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com. This Independence Day, the entire staff at A Complete Flag Source would like you to join them in paying tribute to the many Mississippi soldiers serving to protect our freedoms here and abroad. Happy Fourth of July holiday from A Complete Flag Source. Are you having sewer
1: and drain problems? Call the experts, RotoRooter. Since 1934, RotoRooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call RotoRooter 601 353 3333. That's 601 353 3333.
16: Call RotoRooter, that's the name. And a winkle trebles down the
17: drain. RotoRooter. If you're remodeling or building a new home, be sure to tell your contractor to go to Lakeland Fireplaces in Flowood. They have over 25 display units, including Heat & Glow. By the way, there are 19 live burning fireplaces in the showroom. They are the hearth professionals that install and service. Ask about their custom glass doors, gas logs, fireplace accessories, and premium gas grills. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, your Heat & Glow dealer on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP
1: sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk, Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon.
18: This is the opening Agri Market Report. At the opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was up 53 to 8572. March cotton was up 50 to 8558. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade July soybeans were up three cents to fourteen eighteen per bushel. August soybeans were up two and a quarter. 1372 and a half per bushel. July corn was up three and three quarters to 663 per bushel. September corn was down nine and a half to 561 and three quarters per bushel. At the mercantile, August live cattle was up 202 to 12305. October live cattle was up 165 to 12830. August feeders up 240 to 15750. September feeders up 230 to 159.67, and at this hour, the Dow Jones is down 25 points, 33,851. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Talk Mississippi Agrinews news Network. Cotton isn't a crop, it's a calling.
0: That's why you battle resistant weeds with guts and determination. BASF helps you win with the most effective in-season weed control program on the market. The powerhouse trio of Ingenia, Liberty, and Outlook are best-in-class post-herbicides, each with a different mode of action so weeds don't stand a chance. Protect your calling at CottonWeedControl.com. Ingenia, Liberty, and Outlook herbicides, made for this. Ingenia herbicide is a US
6: EPA-restricted-use pesticide. Always read and follow label directions. Farmers can't choose the weather, trade policy, or market prices. But they can choose the most advanced dicamba with confidence. Ingenia Herbicide has the lowest volatility of all Dicamba salts for more successful on-target applications. And it's straight from the Dicamba experts, BASF. So make the confident choice for your soybean crop. Talk to your BASF rep or authorized retailer. Ingenia Herbicide is a U.S. EPA restricted-use pesticide. Additional state restrictions may apply. Always read and follow label directions. Arm yourself with everything you
0: need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm.
4: Welcome back, everyone, to the J.T. Show, Super Talk Mississippi. we got a giveaway later on today as well, and at 12.05, Senator Jeremy England, District 51, he'll join us, talk about this past year's session and what we can expect in the next one. Also, as you know, our friend J.T. Williamson is undergoing treatments for cancer. Because there is a severe shortage of blood platelets across Mississippi, there is a desperate need right now for people like you to donate blood and platelets to help cancer patients like J.T. and many others. Go to msblood.com or call 888-90-BLOOD to find a place to donate near near you and let them know you are there to donate for the great J.T. Williamson. Also, the J.T. Show. We'll be on the road tomorrow. We'll be at Ace, Bolt, and Screw at their downtown Jackson location. They'll have huge sales at both the Jackson and Gluckstadt locations. Ace, Bolt, and Screw will have great deals on DeWalt, Milwaukee, Makita, and Greer Wrench tools. That's the JT show with yours truly at Ace, Bolt, and Screw tomorrow. Looking forward to that. And then on July 15th, Radiothon for Palmer Home. Our annual radiothon, back again with you on the air. So, and we got a giveaway later on today. So, in the meantime, just just talking about this proliferation of critical race theory and and, and really, again, it's been sort of hijacked, and it's evolved way beyond the original tenets of the theory. and it it's it's more about, as someone said, here, they're just, I think it may have been Carol, right, in Starkville, is they're destroying American principles to install their evil ones, but somebody else said something about it. They're just looking to, yeah, Larry and Jackson, removing holidays is an important step in erasing our culture. I, I agree. It does seem to be, from the left, there does seem to be this just, just contempt, disdain for American culture. And Traditional Americana, I, I really don't get it. So by the way, it, it, we talked yesterday about this uh, Olympic transgender athlete that will be competing in the weightlifting weightlifting competition. We discussed that at length yesterday. So what you may not know is that it has been discovered that she tweeted something earlier. Uh, I'm trying to find it. But she says that, oh yeah, here we go. This was removed from her Facebook, not Twitter, but Facebook. This was back in March. She said, my goal is to win the Olympics so I can burn a U.S. flag on the podium. This is what they focus on during a pandemic, hurting transgender children. So she then kind of reversed it. He, she, anyone who thinks that I don't care about the United States is sorely mistaken. One of the reasons why I work so hard to represent the United States in international competition is to show the world that this country has morals and values, that it's not all the bad things that we're known for.
2: Really? And why is it competing for New Zealand?
4: Uh, well, I'm sorry. My bad. This is... uh. This is uh, Chelsea Wolf. She is a cyclist. My my apologies. This is a different transgender competitor. You're right. The weightlifter is from New Zealand. This is one who has now said she's a full go to compete as a cyclist. Freestyle rider. BMX freestyle rider. So wants to get on the podium and essentially trash the country that she'll be representing and competing for. Wants to show the world we're not as bad? Really? Who's that that thinks we're bad? Oh, China? (laughs) Russia? Other nations who, who, who horrendously violate human rights. Constantly. And we take it. We take their admonishment. That's crazy. Oh, but we need her to represent us in that respect. Show the world. But After I burn the flag, <laughs> show the world. We're not that bad. What other country could you stand on the podium and burn the flag for? Unbelievable. No recognition of the value of that free speech, you watch this Olympics this year. You're going to see more garbage like that. Nobody's going to watch. Nobody's going to care.
2: It will be interesting because Japan doesn't put up with public displays of nonsense.
4: Heck no, I don't think any country does.
2: Well, I mean, Japan. The reason the two YouTube kids are having to box for a living now is because they went to Japan and showed their rear and. Nobody wants them on YouTube anymore. Unbelievable. We shall step aside
4: for some news coming your way when we come back. We've got more talk. We're going to talk about what Joe Biden thinks about a baby in the womb at 15 weeks. And then we got a giveaway concert. We'll be right back.
11: I'm Chris Foster. Republicans plan to filibuster and prevent debate on the Democrats for the People Act this afternoon. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. The rotten inner workings of this power grab have been thoroughly exposed to the light. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says former President Trump's lies about election fraud makes a federal elections bill more necessary. It became the match that lit a wildfire. Of Republican voter suppression laws sweeping across the country. Takes 60 votes to overcome a filibuster. A federal judge dismisses lawsuits against former President Trump and federal officials over force used to clear protesters from a park last June.
12: The park clearing happened just before then-President Trump walked to nearby St. John's Church to take a photo holding a Bible. Judge Dabney Friedrich, a Trump appointee, did allow claims against both the D.C. Metro and the Arlington Police Departments, whose officers were involved in the clearing of the park, to proceed.
11: Fox's Tanya J. Powers. America's listings the Fox News.
9: No drip roofing and construction online at nodripms.com. Whatever mother nature dishes out, no drip roofing and construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy.
15: There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific.
12: Yes, get your purse, sweetie. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Monday was a monumental day for college athletes as the Supreme Court ruled that the NCAA was in violation of antitrust laws by limiting a school's ability to provide education related benefits. Senator Roger Wicker wants Congress to come up with a name, image, likeness kind of legislation that would ensure all schools are playing by the same rules. Mississippi's NIL law will take effect July 1st. If it becomes an open seat, Senator Joey Fillengain is interested in running for the seat currently held by embattled Mississippi Congressman Stephen Palazzo, who's being investigated for possible ethics violations that include misspending campaign money. Did he also spend about $60,000 of said campaign funds hiring attorneys to represent him in the ethics investigation, and while that may be legal, it looks horrible. I'm Kelly Bennett.
19: Do you want that dream job? Do you need the right skills and credentials to get there? Did you know more than 2,000 students have taken advantage of the My Best program for free? Contact your local community college to learn more about the My Best program. Take charge of your life and make your dreams a reality by attending a Mississippi community college. I'm Dr. Andrea Mayfield,
20: Executive Director of the Mississippi Community College Board.
1: Funding for this ad provided by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation.
20: Yeah!
12: An arrest has been made in a case involving the death of Christina Jones, the sister-in-law of murdered former state representative Ashley Henley.
13: Henley was murdered last week on the same Water Valley property where her sister-in-law was found dead inside of a burned trailer on December 26, 2020. Assistant DA Steven Ubera confirmed that 42-year-old Billy Brooks was arrested on arson charges last Friday in connection with the fire, however Brooks has not been charged in Jones' death. Both in Investigations are ongoing.
12: Tonight could be a lucky night for someone. The estimated Mississippi Match 5 jackpot stands at $445,000. In addition, the Mega Millions drawing is coming up tonight. The estimated jackpot there is $40 million. For tomorrow night's Powerball drawing, the estimated jackpot is $63 million. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. <laughs>
2: The Mississippi Health Alliance urges you to call 911 at the onset of symptoms of a stroke or heart attack. As soon as paramedics arrive, they
21: perform an ECG, start an IV, and administer medications to stabilize your heart.
22: If you're having a stroke, paramedics provide stabilizing treatment and know which hospitals are best prepared to manage your type of stroke.
21: In both cases, paramedics call ahead so emergency, cardiac care, or stroke teams will be ready when you arrive.
19: Every second counts.
21: Dial 911 for heart attack or stroke.
23: To Good Things with Me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Let's do this. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Supertalk Mississippi, the Supertalk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert.
4: Welcome back, everyone, to the J.C. Show. Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. So, lots of stuff going on with respect to this. Again, serious. If you hear any reports out there, folks, about this, this uh, seeping of some of this leftist ideology being forced on students and schools, let us know, and more importantly, Get involved yourself. If, if it's a local situation, go to these school board meetings and ask them, what in the heck's up? Shouldn't be doing that sort of stuff. And this this idea of, of filling the minds of, of youngsters with hate for their country and hate for law enforcement and hate for each other based on their race and their ethnicity, et cetera, that's just wrong. It's I don't know how you can expect to produce... Good, productive citizens that uh, want to add value to society. Heck, yesterday we Rhino shared a, <laughs> an audio clip of someone out there says, "I just don't want to work. I don't like work. Unbelievable. I would argue that it's this leftist ideology of cradle to grave government going to take care of you. It's driving this attitude against work. then these are the same people that are mad about those who do work and create enormous societal value producing wealth for themselves. That's unfair, right? That's what they'll say. It's just disturbing. Paul Meridian says, I hope he loses being the transgender athlete. Now, you know, I hear you, Paul, and it's terrible that we're not even rooting for uh, those who represent our country. You know, we had Mike Arruzzioni, member of the 1980 gold medal winning Olympic American hockey team. We had him uh, on the program when we were up in Greenville at uh, the uh, Delta Soul Golf and Charity event, Steve Azar's event, and had the pleasure and honor of interviewing him. Well, I saw him this morning. He was interviewed about this situation, and he just dismissed it. He couldn't comprehend it. It's such an honor, he said, and, and you're you know, it's such a small group of people that are are very fortunate to represent their country, and what a great feeling that is and sense of pride, especially when you win, but I can still see vividly in my head right now him on the podium at the ceremony, at the medal ceremony where he's got the American flag and he's, he's inviting his teammates, come join me up here. He was the captain. Now we got one that says, I can't wait to get up there so I can burn the flag. Oh, and show. <laughs> I want to get on there so I can show the rest of the world. We're really good people here in the United States. Let's be honest, if it weren't for the United States, the world would have already been raised. It would have already exploded. That's just a fact. We don't need whomever that is to defend us. (laughs) Like Who appointed you? Unbelievable. Let's see. Uh, What is concerning is the power and control they have over the infrastructure of America. Yeah, they got voted in to do so. That's from Carolyn Starkville. This is coming from a higher power than the school board who hands, whose hands are tied. I disagree with that. I think that we're seeing that play out in what is happening at school boards across the country who are receiving enormous backlash from parents, concerned parents, who are learning about this stuff. And they're speaking up. They're attending school board meetings. They're speaking their mind, and things are changing, as evidenced by what happened in New Jersey. And if there's one place that, if you th- think that sort of stuff would stick, it'd be there, and it didn't, and it's not, which I think is good. So people were asking, well, what did they replace the, uh, the holiday names with? It was Day Off. That's what they put on the calendar. The, now, a spokesperson, a member of the board, actually said, well, we're still going to discuss the holidays in the school we're just not gonna put the holiday names on the calendar
2: so it's an even more (laughs) worthless decision by the school board
4: I just scratched my head like what that made no sense whatsoever have we gotten to the point where words as in the names of holidays traditional American holidays are offensive
2: yeah we have spent the last decade worried about microaggressions and feelings and words or violence This is the end result of that thinking.
4: Well, and I I think that dovetails into this individual whose audio you played yesterday. Who says, I just don't want to work.
2: We're just becoming weak and soft. That's not a mindset that occurs overnight. Exactly. Good point. We're weak and soft.
4: It's what we are.
2: So... Did you
4: know that...
2: We have it so well off, especially compared to the rest of the world, that people are having to invent things to get upset about. Need a cause.
4: It's a good point. Uh, No question about it. I'm looking for something that I came across yesterday. Here we go. So there's an Air Force base, Nellis Air Force Base, that is in Nevada. It recently hosted you ready for this? First ever drag queen shows at one of its dining and inter- entertainment clubs. What the heck's that got to do with the Air Force? I'm I'm for service members being entertained, but this is just more of this eye poking stuff. Can't we find something that would have at least a large swath of the those stationed there, interested in in terms of entertainment? I mean, and it was sanctioned by the Air Force. Drag Queen show. I'm looking at the poster promoting it. Drag U Nellis, Nellis Air Force Base. Classes in session. <laughs> this was uh, in June, last week, 17th. The Top 3 at Nellis Air Force Base is a social and professional organization established to enhance the morale esprit de corps of all enlisted personnel assigned to the wing and to facilitate cooperation between members of the Top 3 enlisted grades. That's according to their private Facebook page. The Base Top 3 will provide a forum for its members to meet, share personal experience and expertise, and assist one another. Like, do we have an abundance of drag queens in the Air Force?
2: I'm I'm trying to figure out a village people in the Navy joke, but I just can't can't <laughs> come up with one quick enough. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. <laughs> Somewhere a Marine is laughing,
4: ensuring <laughs> there's here's some of this grandiloquent language. Here we go. Ensuring our ranks reflect and are inclusive of the American people is essential to the morale, cohesion, and readiness of the military. Nellis Air Force Base is committed to providing and championing an environment that is characterized by equal opportunity, diversity, and inclusion. There you go. Forced diversity and inclusion is not... Brought to you
2: by Corporal Klinger.
4: Is not... (laughs) America's drag queen <laughs> corporal Klinger but let's face it he, he wasn't really a drag queen he was just trying, he was to, trying get to get the, sent home <laughs> I'm not so I'm section eight every day what a what a great storyline that was. <laughs> I'm not fit to be here <laughs> Jeez I, I mean on an Air Force base. Am I being unreasonable here, folks? Is it me? Am I the one that's off base here?
2: I sure hope not.
4: Oh, man. It's it's just stuff like that. We uh, We're about out of time on this segment, but when we come back, we do have a nine-year-old. She had enough at her school, <laughs> and she speaks up. It's a couple of minutes of uh, sound. We'll have it when we come back. You don't want to miss it. The JT Show continues. Super Talk Mississippi.
2: The Mississippi Health Alliance urges you to call 911 at the onset of symptoms of a stroke or heart attack. As soon as
21: paramedics arrive, they perform an ECG, start an IV, and administer medications to stabilize your heart.
22: If you're having a stroke, paramedics provide stabilizing treatment and know which hospitals are best prepared to manage your type of stroke.
21: In both cases, paramedics call ahead so emergency, cardiac care, or stroke teams will be ready when you arrive.
22: Every second counts.
21: Dial 911 for heart attack or stroke.
8: I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce. You can support Mississippi's many talented farmers, artisans, and craftsmen by purchasing products with a Genuine Mississippi logo. And that's the proof it's the real deal. To find products grown, raised, crafted, and made in our great state, just visit GenuineMS.com or visit the Genuine Mississippi store at the Mississippi Farmers Market every Monday through Friday 11 to 1 and Saturdays 8 to 1. I'm Andy Gibson, and I am Genuine Mississippi. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway
0: 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel Paint Protection Film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more
11: info, go to autotrimdesigns.com.
17: Hey, it's Richard Cross.
11: Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The JT Show
0: with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Welcome back, everyone, the J.T. Show, Super Talk Mississippi. It is a Tuesday. you got Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios. Don't forget, Senator Jeremy England will join us after the news break, the top of the hour, 12.05. And also, we are going to be at Ace, Bolt, and Screw tomorrow doing a remote. Rhino will be taking care of business here in the studio. Looking forward to that. Should be a lot of fun. All right, so... We're just talking about this proliferation of this liberal leftist ideology, and it's not just critical race theory, as, as I said, that's pretty much been hijacked and expanded and evolved to way more more uh, issues, such as taking the names of holidays off calendars and all this language stuff now, that replacement language. You can't say this, you got to say that, and pronoun junk, and uh, all these sort of leftist, woke sorts of uh, efforts, they're just taking over in in, uh, America's educational environment, and really, even more disturbingly, in the private sector. There's not a major company out there that doesn't have a gigantic diversity and inclusion department. Highly compensated individuals paying an enormous amount of money to third-party consultants, really changing all of their policies with respect to hiring and promotion and compensation, board composition, advertising approaches, just across the board. This is happening. Uh, Look no further than Major League Baseball, right? I mean, that, to a great extent, That was part of the woke cancel culture. We don't like certain policies, says this national institution of sports. We're going to move the All-Star game, which is just dumb. But people are speaking up, and that's the good news. We've shared some audio before. Here's one I think you will enjoy. This is a nine-year-old addressing the school board that oversees her school
10: here again. The other day I was walking down the hallway at Lakeview Elementary School to give a teacher a retiring gift. I looked up onto the wall and saw a BLM poster and an Amanda Gorman poster. In case you don't know who that chick is, she's some girl who did a poem at Biden's so-called inauguration. I was so mad. I was told two weeks ago at this very meeting spot, no politics in school. I believed what you said at this meeting. So at lunch I went up to my principal to tell him about the
4: there um, um, we go.
10: He said it's not coming down. I was like, yeah, it is because the school board said on May 25th no PLM or politics in school. He said that's weird. they were the one who they were the ones who made them. I was stunned. When I was here two weeks ago, you told us to report any BLM in our schools. Apparently, you know they're in our schools because you made the signs. I said there should be no BLM in schools, period. It does not matter the color you make the posters and the font you use. We all understand the meaning. It is a political message about getting rid of police officers, rioting, burning buildings down while King Governor Walts just sits on his throne and watches. We all know. Changing the font or the color of posters does not change the meaning i am nine years old and i know that you expect me to believe that you did not know what you were doing by making these posters come on people i do not judge people by the color of their skin i i don't really care what color their hair skin or eyes is i judge by the content or the way they treat me MLK said I have a dream that one day my four little children will not be judged by the color of their skin But by the content of their character that dream has come true I do not care look at the color of skin, but you make me think of it I have Asian Mexican white Chinese black friends, and I don't care I like them because some of them make me laugh some are sweet and kind sporty or share the love of God They are just my friends you have lied to me, and I am very disappointed in all of you You cannot even follow your own rules if you're gonna do that why Why do we follow any rules we deemed unfit or ridiculous? I'm not following your mask rule anymore, then. Get the posters out of our schools. Courage is contagious, so be courageous.
4: (laughs) Nine years old. That is amazing. Amazing. That is uh, inspirational, refreshing. It's incredible. Really? So this is happening. Folks are waking up, and I think the more you see people speak out and not suffer any really serious backlash sorts of consequences, it emboldens them, and it should. Uh, But, of course, the woke mobs out there waiting to pounce, certainly they won't do that to this nine-year-old. I pray. I pray. Do you put it past them, though?
2: Not at all. The tolerant left is the most intolerant group of people you will ever come across in your life. No question about it.
4: So you, you probably, folks, saw the story about uh, emergency vehicles, and including an ambulance, that were attempting to break through, I think it was a Juneteenth celebration in Oakland, and there of course were shootings Oakland's on fire every night one dead, five injured and the vehicles are trying to make their way to provide assistance, emergency help and there are people at the celebration who stop the vehicle, pounce on its hood and start twerking it's disgusting they don't care They don't care about human life, unless it fits some narrative that advances their political agenda. That's why you don't hear anything about the mass shootings that are happening in Chicago daily, every weekend.
2: Well, they don't even call them mass shootings.
4: They don't call them that. And I think, is it more than four is kind of the standard? It's It's every day, it's every weekend, there are homicides occurring, but... Goofy mayor, lightweight, lightfoot, Lori, she last week declares racism is a public health emergency. Pay no attention to all those murders happening on the streets. That's incredible.
2: (laughs) Just incredible. I declare that she looks like Beetlejuice. Both of those statements do absolutely nothing to forward the progress of society.
4: Totally agree.
2: So, what does that mean? I,
4: well, I don't get it. What does that mean? I would argue, again, so-called forced diversity and inclusion does nothing. It, racism is defined, in my view, as believing that one race is, or a race, is inferior to others, or that one is superior to others. Well, It's the same. If you believe that and you treat people accordingly, that's racism. That's the way I define it. Simply by their race, by virtue of their race, they're inferior humans. Well, you know this nut Sheldon Whitehouse? Whitehouse, excuse me. I was thinking about Lori Lightfoot. Sheldon Whitehouse, Democrat senator from Rhode Island. If you've ever listened to this guy, he's as lefty loony as they come. So he gets called out yesterday because (laughs) he has a membership to a private beach club in Rhode Island that doesn't have any black members in it. It's all white. Now this is a guy that will stand in the well of the Senate chamber And absolutely scold and smear and castigate and dress down, attack, assault, everybody else for their racial tendencies.
2: But did the media call him out on it? Did the media even use truthful language when describing it? Nope. The headline reads, White House defends a Leech Beach Club membership. (laughs) He defends it. He defends it. But let's. Someone... And then when they updated the headline, it's White House defends allegedly all white beach club membership. <laughs> it's such horse hockey. Whereas if he had an R by his name, it would be a white supremacist beach club. In the first headline, with no redaction, no editing.
4: You know, you saw what he told the reporters, though. Quote. Well, we're working on improving diversity. <laughs> now that you caught us, I'm just gonna have to say it. He's a racist because he belongs to a club that's all white. By his own standards, that's right. Yeah. Systemic racism at work there. You're a hack, Sheldon Whitehouse. <laughs> that's what you are. You're a duplicitous, hypocritical, double standard hack. <laughs> We're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we got a giveaway we got to get to. Stay with us, the JT show will be right back.
9: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny skies, high near 83. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 66. A slight chance of rain for your Wednesday, mostly sunny, high near 89. Wednesday evening, mostly clear, low around 71. And a 30% chance of rain for your Thursday, mostly sunny, high near 91. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
12: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Monday was a monumental day for college athletes as the Supreme Court ruled that the NCAA was in violation of antitrust laws by limiting a school's ability to provide education related benefits. Senator Roger Wicker wants Congress to come up with a name, image, likeness kind of legislation that would ensure all schools are playing by the same rules. Mississippi's NIL law will take effect July 1st. If it becomes an open seat, Senator Joey Fillengain is interested in running for the seat currently held by embattled Mississippi Congressman Stephen Palazzo, who's being investigated for possible ethics violations that include misspending campaign money.
11: Did he also spent about $60,000 of said campaign funds hiring attorneys to represent him
12: in the ethics investigation. And while that may be legal, it looks horrible. I'm Kelly Bennett.
0: This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Stacks and bell bottoms on the village people (laughs) rocking.
2: (laughs) Inspired by our Air Force buddies at Nellis. I
4: see what you did there.
2: (laughs) Oh, geez,
4: that's just awesome. (laughs) Okay. Oh my gosh. So we should also follow up with this nine-year-old girl. That was awesome, wasn't it? Can we uh, post that, share that
2: there, Rhino? On yeah, it's JT? already been shared in the JT Show uh, Facebook page. Just go to Facebook, search the JT Show, and you should be able to find it. I'll mark it as an announcement, so it'll be right at the top.
4: Fabulous. So, a woman, by the way, who was in attendance at this school board meeting, who works at Eastview Elementary, spoke immediately after the girl, praised the work of the board, and plastering these BLM posters all over the school, even though the board policy prohibits any sort of political promotion or messaging. You have to say, BLM is a political organization. It's a political activist organization. Anyhow, this lady takes to the podium right after this nine-year-old girl, and says black lives matter six times in a row. She then quarreled, fought, quarreled with the nine-year-old girl.
2: Just saying something six times makes it make more sense, or it it matters more, or it has more validity to it, because you said it six times, not five, six. Oh, wait, you hadn't heard the
4: best. (laughs) Upon quarreling with the nine-year-old girl... She said it five more times. To the girl! <laughs> Rhino is doubled over. <laughs> Can't comprehend it. It's true. It's, cra- it's just crazy. Now, Thomas asked, did they remove the posters? We don't know. I tried to figure it out. Evidently, the board is not responding to inquiries. About this, but the, you know, in, a, in an effort to comply with their own rules, they dang sure should remove the posters. Man, when do they ever teach reading, writing, and arithmetic in the schools? We don't do that anymore. No wonder we don't we're,
2: have enough time.
4: Uh, exactly, our cycles are consumed with indoctrination and ideology, and political promotion.
2: And even then, you you can't teach it at a decent level because, well, it might be racist because it's got math in it. Right. I agree. That's because California. How already, is that yeah. idea, in and of itself, not racist? Uh, it's, it is. It we are fighting how is, racism. How with is racism? the 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 overarching body of academia? saying that one race, one group of people whose only difference is the melanin content of their skin, somehow that impacts their ability to do math? It's racist. So
4: I think we got time. We got a clip here from a couple who is uh, at a school board meeting speaking out against BLM. And by the way folks, This is a black couple.
3: Hello everyone, my name is Jim Bean III, this is my lovely wife Keisha, and we're here today to represent the millions of black Americans who disagree with the Black Lives Matter movement. I always ask people, have you ever been to the Black Lives Matter website? Most people say no. Let me show you three things that I saw on there that goes against my Christian viewpoints. And as a taxpayer, I do not wanna see this agenda, this indoctrination pushed on my four children. What I saw was, if you go to Black Lives Matter website, it says that they support uh, sexual perversion, which they, in their own words, we foster a queer affirming network. This is America, you can be who you wanna be, you can love who you wanna love. But that indoctrination, that teaching should not be forced on everyone. It also says that we disrupt the nuclear family. That's my wife, this is our four children. Why would you disrupt the nuclear family? In most black communities, the father is not there. That's why we're seeing so many issues and so many problems. Why disrupt that? Another thing you will see is that they say we engage comrades. They, in their own words, their leader said they are trained Marxists trained Marxist. I'm an American. I believe in American exceptionalism. I believe America is the best country ever. Another thing I want to point out, bring this over here. In our neighborhood, everyone can put up their signs and it says, we believe in this house. I want to give you what we're gonna put in our, in our neighborhood. We believe God created man and woman. Love is sacrificial. God created science. Not a few or some, but all lives matter. An unborn life is still a life. Helping the immigrant, judging character, not skin color. Respecting the law and the flag. We're also gonna put this one up. In this house, we believe biology is real. All lives matter. Crime is illegal. Jesus is life. God is love. Unborn babies are humans, right? is everything. Lastly, I want to say this indoctrination, 30 seconds, it can get to the point where what happened in Dallas back in 2016, I'm going to read what it says here as far as the report. It says the suspect who was a sniper, he killed five officers. He said here he was upset about black lives. He said that he was upset that recent police shootings. Uh, was upset about white people. He wanted to kill white, especially white officers. This is poisonous. This is toxic. We cannot allow this to con- continue. I know it's going on in mainstream media. You, I know it's in the sports. But there's millions who disagree. Thank you.
23: Thank you, sir.
4: Next speaker, yeah. speaker number three. Yeah, I mean, he, he just laid it out there perfectly, in my view. And so, I just want to say that anybody who says that if you are opposed to b l m and and really it's it's the doctrine that's problematic as this individual points out, but the black community is waking up and clear thinking folks like this gentleman he tells it like it is he exposes the fraud that it is, and there's more reports if you guys haven't seen it about. Members of the BLM movement that have actually contributed are now questioning where the heck did the money go. There's some issues with respect to their reporting as a nonprofit to the IRS that that are now surfacing. Well, of course they absconded with it. We already know about Miss Colors, right? That is a self-avowed Marxist, but recently purchased a $1.5 million abode in a gated community, or has a gate to her residence in the greater Los Angeles area. Just a fraud. Total fraud. Yet praised Mao. Remember we had some, some uh, clips of her praising Mao, and people were saying that her, her book, I think, was a close representation, uh, or closely reflected Mao's uh, principles and teachings. She's proud of it. I mean, gushed about it. Ridiculous. So Rhino, you can share that as well if we can. Yeah, we'll get that on the, on the website. I know that. Uh, oh, I've Sorry, the JT Facebook site. My bad. That uh, folks want to see that for themselves. The uh, there are not many news outlets, as Rhino pointed out, that are covering this. But that audio is authentic. That video there that we just played. So. It can't be refuted in that respect. It's, it's terrible. Uh, let's see. Do you, uh, do you have uh, an accountant of race? Do you have an accountant of race? That's an interesting concept, Ken, on the C Spire text line. I think no matter what the profession, if you think about the race more than quality, then I feel sorry for them and us if they win. Yeah, I, we talk about it all the time. You're absolutely right. It's a, a transition away from achievement-based and performance-based metrics in our society to one that is solely based, based, exclusively based on identity and physical attributes. It's very dangerous, very dangerous trend that we're on there, and it's, it's proliferating all corners of our culture. Got to stop it. We'll step away when we come back. I promise we got a giveaway. We'll get to that right when we start the next segment. Stay with us.
1: This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. 1-800-647-8540 or on the web at MajesticMetalsInc.com.
17: The whole crew at Mahavi's Quality Printing, your one-stop shop for all your printing needs, would like to wish you a safe and happy 4th of July holiday weekend. We at Mejave's Quality Printing are proud to celebrate with you the birth of this great country. Here's Uncle Cy.
10: What's the biggest bug you've ever seen in your life?
6: Well, that would be me and a bunch of soldiers when we was in Vietnam fighting the war. We run into a herd of Oriental cockroaches and they all weighed about 30 pounds. We actually had a firefight with them for about two hours. They were trying to overrun us. If you want the real story about pest control, call Havard Pest Control Incorporated, the professional bug exterminator. The
24: name to trust for over 65 years. At Havard Pest Control, the difference is clear.
0: At Havard Pest Control, their number one goal is customer satisfaction. Havard understands that everyone's pest control needs are different. That's why they offer a wide variety of services to protect your home against all kinds of pest and termite invasions. When it comes to
9: keeping your home and family safe against all kinds of pests, trust Havard. Havard pest. Visit havardpest.com or call 601-936-0309. 601-936-0309.
18: This is the Midday AgriMarket Report. U.S. biofuel policy has become one of the biggest areas of friction in Washington in recent years, and the change in administration is quickly showing that situation has not changed. There are reports that biofuel backing Democratic lawmakers are eyeing a massive infrastructure package as a way to get some wins for the biofuel sector. Democrats are said to be looking at a $6 trillion infrastructure plan with at least $3 trillion in new spending that could be pursued if the party opts to push ahead without any Republican support for the infrastructure? Democratic lawyers intend to introduce two bills soon that they hope will be melded into the potential big infrastructure plan, including one that it set aside two billion dollars to pay for new fuel pumps and other infrastructure needs to get higher levels of ethanol and biodiesel blended into the fuels. Plus, they are also looking at a five cent per gallon tax credit for gas stations to offer the E15, the higher percent ethanol. I'm Dixon Williams. This is a Super Talk Mississippi.
1: For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Y'all listen up. Have you seen all the litter on the sides of our roads? We need to all do our part to fight litter. Put trash in its proper place and make sure items in your truck beds are secure. Remember, trash blows. Secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road, secure your load.
17: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. I'm back. I told
13: you I was coming back. This is the JT Show
0: with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
4: the key of life stevie wonder sir duke welcome back to jt show super talk mississippi
2: all right you got a giveaway there rhino oh yeah concerts are back in the magnolia state and you've heard us give away tickets to a handful of them well here's another chance for you to win tickets because santana The earth-shattering guitarist himself is going to be playing at the Brandon Amphitheater in Brandon on September 26th, five days after my birthday. I might have to go to that one. (laughs) Tickets for the show will go on sale Friday morning at Ticketmaster.com and at the Brandon Amphitheater box office. But now is your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Santana before you can even buy them. So, be the 15th person. To text in to the C Spire text line that number is 601-879-4395 be the 15th person to text in with the key phrase and you will win a pair of tickets today's key phrase is Evil Ways hmm. so be the 15th person to text in to the C Spire text line with the key phrase Evil Ways and you will win a pair of tickets to see Santana at the Brandon Amphitheater September 26th That's a
4: great tune all of them were awesome just remember those when they were so popular back in the uh, '60s, early '70s, I believe. Enjoyed listening to the great Santana, Carlos Santana's music. There we go. They're rolling in there on the C Spire text line. Appreciate everybody for playing. So, some uh, Polymeridian with respect to the uh, individual. Whose audio we just played, speaking out against BLM, obviously a a, a deeply uh, Christian person. Paula Meridian says he's awesome. I agree. He was. Well, that's why we wanted to share it with you. Hope you enjoyed that, and and I think we got that up on the site too, don't we? So we got a winner, Rhino. We got a winner. We have a winner, just waiting to confirm it with him. All right, appreciate that. Thanks everybody for playing. That's pretty cool. So we had sticks Friday night. Uh, nothing but great reports on that one. And Santana coming. Really cool. Scott in Gulfport says, I started replacing the words leftist liberal progressive with either stone or stoner while reading the news. Everything I read after I began doing that made more sense. Interesting. Uh, let's see here. Uh, lots of good stuff going on there. Um so, we got time for this, Rhino, the President, it's, a, it's pretty short. Jen Psaki, White House Press Secretary, was asked, a, uh, I think, a very pointed question, and here's her response. Here we go.
20: Because we don't preview our punches. Also, go ahead. One last question. Go ahead. Just, oh,
12: go yeah. okay. One last question. Sure. Um, does the President believe that a 15-week-old unborn baby is a human being? Are you
20: asking me if the president supports a woman's right to choose? Yes, he does. We, Go ahead. Uh, Jen,
4: another question actually
20: on the
14: uh,
4: So the president will not answer that question. At least Jen Psaki would not answer it on behalf of the president. Does the president believe that a 15-week-old unborn baby is a human being? In her response, so the president believes in the right to choose. Now, the Catholic Bishop, Bishops' Conference is seriously looking at uh, banning he and Speaker Pelosi from receiving the Holy Sacrament of Communion on the basis of their views towards abortion, the right to choose. What, the, what a conundrum it is, really. I'm a little surprised. But thankful that the bishops are taking such uh, action and in investigating that, considering that. We shall see where that
2: goes. Uh Brian from what Tennessee is, is it a yeah. catechism in Catholicism. Catechism, w- yeah. With uh I'm just trying to remember what what the phrase is. Do you oppose Satan in all of his deeds? Is, is that the the phra- phrasing? Yeah, it's it's
4: I don't think that's part of catechism. Not the catechism. Yeah, but, but there there are uh, I think
2: it's like a call and response. Renounce, I think, is the term. Renounce, yeah, yeah,
4: is used, and there, there's like, yeah, there's three or four questions, and I, I'm trying to think as a lifelong practicing Catholic when we do that. Uh, I don't know why Good Friday
2: sticks in my head. I have to look that up. But, but when Biden and Pelosi are asked, "Do you renounce Satan and all his deeds?" Do they respond personally question. or politically?
4: I don't know. That's a good question. There might be two different answers to that. It's it's actually a we're we're, I'm gonna get it and read it's actually a fairly long question because it's a series of yes 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 to it but it's all about
2: I just can't remember it yeah
4: I can't either and studied it in Catholic school but uh, it's a lot to know and remember by the way in the doctrine but we'll get to that and of course when we come back we've got our good friend the senator from Mississippi's district fifty one. Jeremy England. He shall join us. He's calling in. We'll talk to him, but we got some news coming your way. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: Get over it! Your home for Ole Miss Sports. WFMN, Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601 345 8090
11: news i'm chris foster senate republicans plan to kill the democrats voting an election reform bill with a filibuster this afternoon preventing the start of debate there's a new poll about how elections should be run
15: a monmouth university survey finds a majority of people support early voting and 80 percent
19: approve of requiring an id to vote as for voting by mail respondents were more
15: divided with 50 percent saying it should be made easier and 39 percent saying it should be made harder one-third of respondents believe there was voter fraud in the 2020 election
11: Fox's Rachel Sutherland. No motives known yet for the start of a shootout killing three people in Arvada, Colorado. 19-year veteran of the force Gordon Beasley was shot while responding to a suspicious incident. Another man described as a good Samaritan who Deputy Chief Ed Brady says tried to help was also killed. One suspect has also been shot and killed. The investigation is ongoing. Fox's Jeff Minasso. America's listening to Fox News as locals ads security is committed to keeping the community safe we're the same great company same local office with the same local service
1: you've counted on for years visit us in gluckstadt ads security 601-898-3105 call today
20: carter sledge family dentistry is just that a family it was just a good experience
1: in
19: in itself to how they did it and how loving and compassionate they are I was just so excited because it was exactly what he
20: tells you. I cried. (laughs) I really cried. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876.
6: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online
12: ordering for both locations. That's Basils. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. As temperatures rise, so does the risk of hot car deaths. Major Johnny Paulos with the Mississippi Highway Patrol says it's not safe to leave your child in a hot car, no matter how briefly.
18: If you have a vehicle that's sitting in
3: the parking lot, it's 95 degrees outside. Within 10 minutes, the temperature can rise to 115 degrees inside that vehicle.
12: Children can experience a heat stroke at 104 degrees and it becomes fatal at 107. A deputy with the Hancock County Sheriff's Office has been placed on leave following an assault charge. According to WLOX, the unnamed deputy was arrested
13: Saturday night following a domestic disturbance call. The report states that the deputy fired a warning shot during the dispute and that it was not aimed at the victim. The deputy has since been released on bond, but remains on leave as an internal investigation continues.
12: I'm Kelly Bennett. Mississippi State's run toward a national championship continues tonight in Omaha as they take on Virginia at 6. Head coach Chris Leminas previewed tonight's matchup on Monday's edition of Sports Talk Mississippi.
14: These guys can really pitch, it's a lot of power arms, and their power arms have gotten hot late.
1: And then offensively, you know, they have, I think they have 45 home runs on the year, but they've hit 13 of them in the postseason.
12: He announced that Christian McLeod will get the start for the Bulldogs. The Mississippi Aquarium will release seven endangered Kemp's Ridley sea turtles into the Gulf Thursday afternoon at 5.30, and the public is welcome. This is the last of a batch of sea turtles that were brought to the coast for rehab after being stranded along the eastern coast in December. They were cold stunned and had severe pneumonia, but now they've been nursed back to health. While they're the most endangered sea turtle on a global level, they're the most common sea turtle found in Mississippi waters.
6: All the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi
11: 97.3. And now, the moment
0: you've all been waiting for. Welcome to Real Talk for real Mississippians. Informed, engaging, and always brutally honest. Welcome to The J.T. Show with Gerard Gibbert on Supertalk Mississippi, the Supertalk app, and at Supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert.
4: Welcome back, everyone, to J.T. Show, Supertalk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino in the Supertalk studios. On this Tuesday. Joining us now on the line, Senator Jeremy England. Uh, good afternoon, there, Senator. How are you today, sir?
25: Hey, Gerard, doing good. How are you doing today?
4: You getting ready for the Bulldogs tonight?
25: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Got my <laughs> that, cowbell ready.
4: That was quite the game. That was uh, an enjoyable game, and, and so far. The games have been fairly good to watch. Uh, the Vanderbilt game was spectacular. That was really a cool one, but it's setting up to be a a storied series. It looks like at this point. So good luck to the Bulldogs and their efforts. Off to a good stop there. I'll uh, start there. So we'll see what happens tonight. Yeah, a, thank you, Hail
25: State.
4: Yeah, man, got a tough uh, opponent. I think that should be a good good game, though. I'll, I'll be watching that. So, all right, tell us. Uh, what you guys did from your perspective—that you're your certainly comes to the top of your mind—that you're proud of and feel good about, as far as the 2021 legislative session is concerned. What do you think about that?
25: Yeah, Gerard, I think we had a very good session. We had a uh, we had a lot of of uh, questions going into this year. Of course, with you know, we're coming out of 2020, which was the COVID year. Uh, so we had some difficulties there, but. You know, we were able to move some good legislation. We've got some, uh, we got some parole reforms, criminal justice reform type stuff done. We got, uh, uh, we got some bills passed that deal with broadband and expand uh, internet connectivity here in Mississippi. Uh, that was a really good one. So we moved the ball on uh, tax reform, which you know will come up this year. But we, you know, we, what we got this past year, that's all uh, going to play into that. Uh, we had a teacher pay raise, which you know we always like to do. We actually had a pay raise for all uh, for all of our state employees uh, to a certain degree, which we were proud to be able to to do that this year. Uh, and look, we had some licensure reform, uh, which is very good. We have it now where teachers can come in, and if they have a valid license from another state, they can come in and apply for a license here in Mississippi. Uh, and have that license for five years. So, so we're, we're getting less restrictive, which is a very good thing.
4: Yeah, so th- those are some great accomplishments, I think, to kind of lead our state more towards liberty and free markets and and uh, really getting government out of the middle of uh, economic affairs and economic matters. I, I, I consider those to be wins as well. So what do you think about uh, lots of the debate this past session that just continues with respect to alcohol? Distribution and and uh, uh, retail of alcohol and and uh, its availability. I, I know that was debated, tossed around quite a bit. Not sure we got a whole lot done, but seems like it's it's garnering interest and getting some traction. What do you expect in the next session, as far as that's concerned?
25: Yeah, Jarrod. Look, I expect us to do to do even more. Uh, that's going to be something that we move on. Uh, in my opinion, we're kind of late coming out of some of this, um, you know, prohibition-type alcohol uh, legislation that we've had. Uh, and look, now we, you know, I guess this is kind of going the really far. You can call a, um, you know, a group, call a liquor store and have something delivered to you. You know, have a bottle delivered to you within 30 miles now. So that's yeah. a really good. Uh, a really good thing but we've got to in my opinion i want to see us get to where we we do have alcohol uh allowed in more locations um you know that just opens up the market it's going to allow more uh big box stores to come to mississippi Mm -hmm. uh and things like that so i I get the concerns with it, but i think we're going to see see us move some more in that direction.
4: Yeah, I agree, it seems like it, and of course we, we still got to deal with the uh, the ABC distribution facility and, and uh, lots of different options that were debated on that. Uh, that's not going away, as you know, and so you, you feel like that uh, effort will be taken up again, and maybe we can figure something out. Do you have a particular view or stance on that, how you'd like to see that handled?
25: Well, I think my stance would be whatever's best for us. <laughs> look, <laughs> Senator Harkins is doing a lot of research on yeah. that. Uh, and I've talked with him, uh, finance chairman. and He's he's done a great job on that. Uh, and I followed that. And look, there's on the table, there's, there's outsourcing options we've looked at. Uh, there's options where we were uh away from the, the warehouse there and, and just do there's uh, some spirits, I guess. I'm not sure what all the terminology are. I'm still not sure what a spirit is. It sounds kind of spooky to me, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, if we remove the wine uh, from that warehouse, it, 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 you know, we've got to do something different. We're not getting, even in the system we have now, we're not able to get the product to the liquor stores as effectively uh, as we need to for them to be able to keep their business up. So so there's a lot of things we can do. and There's a lot of things we're looking at, but uh, I don't think we'll see us get away from the the warehouse it, at least not uh, not quickly, not in one year. But um, but we've got to do something.
4: Yeah, yeah. It seems like it. it's it's just kind of hanging out there, and it's a, it's a growing problem that's not getting any better. Seems like it was exacerbated somewhat during the pandemic. It, it kind of exposed some of the deficiencies there. That, but yeah, I I know, and I know Senator Harkins, and and uh, was uh, worked with him a little bit just on discussing how we handled the structure. Uh, of the Mississippi lottery Corporation, they were looking at that as a possible model for this situation as well we'll see we'll see where that goes so do you think uh you hearing anything uh from the governor's office or from the lieutenant governor or leadership in general about a possible special session to address the couple of uh, issues that are i think Kind of high on everybody's list, that being the ballot initiative process, and of course, uh, medical marijuana. What are you hearing there? We we think about having a special session or not?
25: Well, I don't know about the special session uh, just yet. Okay. Uh, and I'll tell you why, Gerard. Well, first, you know, we've got to keep both issues uh, separated, in my opinion. You've got the initiative issue, and you've got the medical marijuana issue. And if we throw those in together, it kind of makes the conversation tougher to to understand and to have. Uh, the initiative, the ballot initiative process, that's in the Constitution now. So in order to change that, we've got to have a statewide election. Right. I don't know if we could, even if we called a special election, if it could happen before November 2022. And, you know, if we're throwing good money at uh, something that we, if we just hold off and let it happen the way that, it, you know, give us a chance to come back in January and fix that, which, which I know we will. We've, there, there are talks. Uh, you know, we can go forward with that. The medical marijuana issue. I think that's prime for a special session. I think that if we can get to a point where where the debate is at least at least encompasses the issues, we can go back and have that. I don't think anybody wants us to go up there and debate for two months on how we're going to see medical marijuana uh, come out of the legislature. And, and look, this is I know there's a lot of um, hurt feelings and, and a lot of uh, a lot of things that went on with this medical marijuana decision and 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 granted uh you know a lot of people have invested a lot of money into medical marijuana in mississippi but what we're seeing now with the hearings and with the issue being discussed we're seeing the legislature work uh now we could you know should we have done this 10 years ago maybe um but that's what we're going to see and once we get to that you know a core uh issue how we can go up there and pass legislation then i think a special session would be a good idea
4: yeah all right, let's turn our attention to tax reform. You know about the bill that passed the House, that, that is uh, Speaker Philip Gunn's highest priority. He's, uh, in fact, he's spending some time this summer uh, traversing the state and presenting the tax reform legislation, and his vision for that uh, didn't really get any traction over there in the Senate. But it is our understanding the Senate is going to analyze and, and study what's being proposed, and maybe. Uh, come up with some plans or amendments of its own is that happening now folks uh on the on the on josh's committee are they working on that now to your knowledge is there have there been some meetings or is that coming
25: yeah i think those meetings are still coming uh the rules committee because of last year the way it, it happened i think all committees were asked look if you can wait till midsummer at least to have a have a session where you have to go back up for hearings. It would be appreciated. I got you know, you. give us a chance to do our our normal jobs. But but I know those conversations are happening. Okay. And uh, and look, I think we will see something come out of that this year.
4: Okay. Do you have any a stance on that now? Have you had a, a chance to dig into the that bill, and you have any thoughts?
25: Yeah, Gerard. Look, I think uh, anytime we can cut taxes, we're doing good. Right. I think that the grocery tax, look, let's go ahead and get rid of that. Let's 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 let that happen, uh, because we may actually see revenue increase when we take that tax away. And that was part of this bill. Mm -hmm. Uh, As far as the state income tax, if the numbers show that we can do better by getting rid of that state income tax, then we need to move forward and start doing that. Uh, So but look, at the same time, we've got to make sure that our government is cut to a point where we can we can take on these cuts, at least temporarily. I mean, we might, I think we would see revenue increase eventually.
4: Gotcha. But,
25: you know, and we're doing that. We, we we got rid of the Central Market Board this year. We put that into our uh, under the, the Ag Commissioner. We're doing other things. Uh, we've got way too many uh, departments and, and way too much overhead and different things. Look, it needs to problem? be addressed, well, I agree. We're running yeah, out of time here. Bill should save us money.
4: I agree. Yeah. Running out of time here, Senator. Always appreciate you coming on the show. Appreciate your insight. And I uh, look forward to seeing you when you're around the area and for a new session.
25: Absolutely, Gerard. Thank you. And hell, State. Good luck. <laughs>
4: uh, we'll see you. We'll be right back. <laughs> COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the
21: workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. A complete flag source is proud
22: to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We're taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business.
8: The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to dial 911 at the onset of symptoms of a heart attack or stroke. The moment paramedics arrive, life-saving care begins. It's important to remember the first thing paramedics do is to take the time to stabilize the patient. Vital information is relayed to the appropriate hospital so that heart attack or stroke teams will be ready when the patient arrives. Every second counts. Dial 911. Don't drive. Let them come to you.
18: I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before
17: we buy.
15: There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific.
1: Yes. Get your purse, sweetie. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
7: The need for blood is constant, and sometimes that need becomes critical. From accident victims and cancer patients to premature babies and those with blood disorders. Hospital patients rely on all of us to make sure that blood is on the shelves and ready to help. And Mississippi Blood Services needs our help. Coming up on Wednesday, June 23rd, two men in a truck in Ridgeland will be hosting a blood drive from 10 to 3 p.m. For more information, visit our website and social media platforms to come and donate.
6: Yellow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
11: The switches are thrown.
16: The signals are given.
0: This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Welcome back, everyone. The J.T. Show. Super Talk Mississippi. Appreciate our good friend uh, Jeremy England, the senator, District 51, joining us. I know he will be glued to his seat tonight. Sort of surprised he's not there. By the way, I'm looking at uh, these folks in Virginia that are lashing out against the school board. (laughs) They got T-shirts now that says, Recall the School Board. (laughs) They got T-shirts made up. There's a whole crowd of them. That is just so awesome. So, on the ceasefire text line, uh, someone said, so you are Catholic and don't know the doctrine. Yeah, I, I know the doctrine. It's it's the Christian doctrine, and there is there are certain elements that I think are unique and specific to the Catholic Church. It's gigantic, by the way. What I don't know is every single rite of every single sacrament. There
2: are seven of them, and I can tell you, and I misspoke when I brought it up, calling it the catechism, because I was raised Southern Baptist. I was not raised Catholic. And my exposure to what we were discussing was in the Godfather movie. <laughs> and so,
4: <laughs> and it turns out that that scene
2: was the baptism. He was Correct. being. Uh, I just couldn't remember what where I'd heard it until I kept seeing people say "Godfather" or "Godparents." I was like, "Oh yeah, that's it."
4: And and I think it was Michael responding,
2: Michael Corleone. And so
4: the uh, what I was referring to, by the way, that you referenced in the Godfather is what's known as the rite of confirmation, renewal of baptismal promises, and those are done uh, at a baptism, at a confirmation. Those are Two of the seven sacraments, and also on the Easter Vigil. So, in the Catholic Church, on Saturday, the vigil prior to Easter, uh, there is a mass, a rite, and it is quite long, like four hours. And Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, the the Easter week, and then of course uh, Easter Sunday. But but that it's too, It's also said or the renewal of the baptismal vows. And you may remember it, you can recall it from the Godfather, because you remember the scene where Michael's responding to the question, which is the first question in the renewal of the vow, do you renounce Satan and all his works and empty promises? I do. And he's saying that, and they break away and show a scene where he's ordered some <laughs> executions, assassinations, right? Taking out the five families. <laughs> exactly. it's exactly right. And then the next question, Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? I do. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered death and was buried, rose again from the dead, and is seated at the right hand of the Father? I do. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who today through the sacrament of confirmation... Is given to you in a special way just as he was given to the apostles on the day of Pentecost. I do. So that's the rite of baptismal promises, is what we describe it as. There are seven sacraments. I see if I can remember them all uh, from my catechism uh, baptism, penance, communion, confirmation, marriage. I think that's five, rite of uh, sacrament of ordination when one becomes priest, and then uh, the, the final resting rites of um, at death, the last rites, as we call them. So, see, I remembered that without having to look it up. Sister would be proud of me. I, and In fact, if you couldn't recite that from memory, you were going to get a swift kick <laughs> or a belt or something back in Catholic school. In the days. ruler. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyhow, we're, we're kind of uh, departing a little bit, but that was, I think, an interesting segue. That, that scene in The Godfather was great. And, Michael, you could tell it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. I do. I do renounce him. <laughs> yeah, right. While bullets are going in the family bosses' heads on your order hitman stuff. Oh well. When people deviate from the church's teachings, you are no longer in communion with the church, hence excommunicated, though thereby no longer able to receive communion. That is correct. And so we'll see what the Catholic Conference does, the Bishops Conference does with respect to Pelosi and uh, and President uh, Biden there, Joe Biden. But that question Jill Saki she did not hesitate to answer that. He believes in the right to choose. I mean, she didn't have to think about it. And it was a very direct question that she failed to answer, let's let's face it. She she circ she uh usurped it there. She uh avoided it, didn't want to provide Pivot. an answer. Be pivoted. Yeah. Could you call that deflection? I think you could. I guess I'll have to break down and watch The Godfather. What? Thomas and Greenwood? You've not seen The
2: Godfather? Why, that's (laughs) un-American. Seriously? You hadn't? It's one of the few pieces of art, I guess is one way to put it, in Hollywood's history where they made an amazing first movie, and the second movie is arguably just as good, if not better. Yeah, I agree. Just don't watch the third one.
4: The third one I saw at the theater.
2: Not, a, not when the nearly 80s, as good. the 80s,
4: I think. Yeah, it was a bit of a letdown. But h- how do you even equal the first two? That's pretty tall order. What a masterpiece that thing was. I mean, just in terms of art. Well, forget-
2: so they've got it now where they've put them all together, and it's just this big, long, epic movie that's six and a half hours long. Wow. Incredible.
4: I told you the story about playing golf with a friend that we always kind of jokingly accused of being in the Mafia. (laughs) He had an Italian name. I'm not going to say who he was, but I used to play golf with him a lot. This is 20-something years ago. And a friend of mine, (laughs) we're playing golf. He's standing over a putt, and if he makes this putt, it's going to cost our pal that we always jokingly ac- accused of being affiliated with the mafia. He moved here from out of state. I just put it that way. Anyhow, um, he was standing over this putt that was going to cost him ten bucks or something if he made the putt. And my buddy, as he stood over and addressed it. He said, "Now, so and so, I'm not going to have a horse head in my bed tonight if I make this putt." <laughs> Just went on and putted did like no big deal. I couldn't stop laughing. Unbelievable.
2: I've never if seen any If I were that friend, <laughs> I would have been tempted to send a fish wrapped in newspaper just for the heck of it.
4: Women <laughs> with the fishes. <laughs> I've never seen any of them either. I promise. Chris from Oxford, what's the deal here? Rhino? you've seen them, hadn't
12: you?
2: Yeah, but that's a generational thing. I think my generation and younger, it it wasn't as big of a deal. I only saw it because I was constantly watching the the classic movie channels. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, if you're my age or younger and you're not a movie buff or you don't really care for classic movies, it's probably not one you've sat down for, because it is kind of long.
4: It is long. I agree. It's epic, though. Oh, yeah. 1972? I think is when uh, Godfather,
2: original Godfather,
4: I seem to recall, Francis Ford Coppola. Three was so bad because his daughter was a, a member of the cast; she played a role. She yeah, seventy-two
2: good. was the Godfather, and seventy-four was the Godfather Part Two. Okay,
4: Al Pacino. Yep, Rusty from Greenville, what you saying here, Rusty? Uh, he says, "Oh, talking about the Air Force." He says that they're talking about the drag queen event the Air Force, having been in the Air Force, I'd be willing to bet there is an unofficial mandatory attendance requirement for this drag queen event, and I would have just been in trouble because I'd be damned if I would attend. I I didn't see anything that that suggested it was a mandatory event, but I hear you. Uh, And I know, Rusty, you've also sent a a text in about uh, marijuana. And I know you, you big time, oppose that, oppose it. So, you know, I, here's what I, I, my view on that is: if people want to put this stuff in their body, they're going to figure out a way to get it. Where, where there are buyers, there are sellers, and it, it's out there, and it's it's happening in a big way. And um, I saw somebody tweet this morning, some celebrity whose name escapes me that. Says they finally started, or excuse me, stopped uh, the practice of ingesting marijuana after years of trying to, and that they felt like the the last five they just wasted. Because they just stayed high all the time, I guess. so. I think there's a lot of stories like that. Makes me wonder if the guy who said he doesn't want to work, (laughs) maybe so, huh? (laughs) Well... We're going to take a little break here, when we come back, we uh, shall discuss some of the other stuff going on around the country, uh, including retail workers who are just exiting, quitting their jobs. They don't want to work either. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
6: Gallo here for AC Experts, where William Overstreet's my go to guy. Has been for a long time. Family owned, not a franchise. 28 years' experience from maintenance to installation, new heating, geothermal systems, and repairs come with a full year warranty. You mention my name, he'll take $50 off servicing. William Overstreet's the AC Experts 769 237 Cool. Or email directly theacexperts at yahoo.com. And on Facebook at AC Experts. Or tweet or text me personally, I'll be glad to send you the contact. The AC Experts, highly recommended.
9: The staff and management of the Bay Point Country Club would like to wish you a very safe and happy 4th of July holiday. Have fun, but please drive safely this July 4th holiday. From the staff and management of the Bay Point Country Club in Brandon. Happy 4th of July. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree?
12: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. As temperatures rise, so does the risk of hot car deaths. Major Johnny Paulos with the Mississippi Highway Patrol says it's not safe to leave your child in a hot car, no matter how briefly. If
3: you have a vehicle that's sitting in the parking lot, it's 95 degrees outside. Within 10 minutes, the temperature can rise to 115 degrees inside that vehicle.
12: Children can experience a heat stroke at 104 degrees and it becomes fatal at 107. A deputy with the Hancock County Sheriff's Office has been placed on leave following an assault charge. According to WLOX, the unnamed deputy was arrested
13: Saturday night following a domestic disturbance call. The report states that the deputy fired a warning shot during the dispute and that it was not aimed at the victim. The deputy has since been released on bond, but remains on leave as an internal investigation continues.
12: I'm Kelly Bennett.
1: Big Head Todd and the Monsters are coming. Saturday, July 17th. Wicked Weed Brewing presents the The Twilight Twilight Concert Concert Series at Renaissance. Tickets are on sale now at ardenland.net. Don't miss Big Head Todd and the Monsters with Southern Avenue and South of Eden live at Renaissance. Produced by
0: Ratchet
13: Entertainment Group and Ardenland.
0: You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, now, onto the real part. Dino Mike on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
2: Welcome
4: back to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Thanks so much for joining us on this Tuesday. Gerard and Rhino in the studio. So retail workers are quitting at record rates, according to some studies. They're seeking higher-paying work. One individual interviewed here works for, is 23 years old. She worked for a national pet chain, and she left in April. So April, 649,000 retail workers put in their notice. The the largest one-month exodus from that industry on record since since the Labor Department started tracking that information by industry about 20-something years ago. So... Uh, This one, this 23-year-old female, says she left her $11 an hour job as an aquatic specialist at a national pet chain in April to focus on writing and art. She goes on to say, my life isn't worth a dead-end job. Hey, if she can go produce art and write and generate income, I'm cool with that. What I'm not for is you can just quit and live off the government that's what i'm not for i
2: was about to say i saw a a video on social media either yesterday or the day before where it was a guy walking through his his daily routine at his job i think he worked at a whole foods kind of place one of those granola eating grocery stores yeah but he was walking through what he did on a daily basis what the company did for him how he enjoyed his job but he was still leaving his job and he made it look like it was going to be one of these stories where he was like, I, I just don't want to do it. But then at the very end, it was, a, it was a switcheroo, and it was because the song that had been playing in the background of his little video is a song he wrote. He got picked up by a record label, and now he's going to be making a record.
4: It's cool. I
2: got mean, nothing that, against that. Yeah, that that's fantastic. But if
4: you're quitting because you can, and you can still continue some degree of respectable and acceptable lifestyle due to the government, that's a problem. And let's face it, it's not the government. It's other taxpayers. It's the people that are working, that are supporting you. Again, this is this, this parsing into what I call the producer class and the recipient class. But... It, you know, the pandemic, I, I think, gave rise to a lot of this sentiment, obviously, with the, this, this helicopter money just falling out of the sky, seems like. And and so we got this sort of era of free money. But is that really solving any problems? You know, the, the left, they just continue to... I guess expand these safety net programs, the $6 trillion package that, that uh, President Biden is trying to push through under the auspices of being infrastructure is an example of that. And don't forget, next month, we talked about it before, more helicopter money for the child tax credit, 250 bucks for a child over the age of 6 up to 17 for every child in the household per month, by the way, and then $300 for children under six. So, that's per month. The IRS is going to start sending money out. You may have already, if you qualify, based on your income, and you have children in the household there, you may have already received some sort of notification from the IRS alerting you that these payments are on the way. There you go. That's the goal. So, and it. by the way, these payments come whether you're working, looking for work, doesn't really matter. These are just automatic. The left says this is an effort to eliminate child poverty. I still don't get it. But what we're missing are the social constructs and improvements in those situations for certain people that are just just held down by this this welfare
2: state that we've built. I think it's holding them down. Well, it's, it's hard to take Democrats seriously when they talk about inflation being the problem for wages and the, the, the rise of inflation has led to an unlivable minimum wage and inflation this and inflation that when they're talking about wage. But then when they have actual fiscal policies – that will cause inflation, that will hurt the lower and middle class, they don't give a flying rat's rear end. Yeah. Uh,
4: one, uh, no question. And and one of the things this automatic payment stuff causes is it eliminates the interaction between social workers. So a lot of folks who truly need some sort of help and safety net, they have some issue, normally they would have to visit and, and make contact, direct contact with social workers or, or those who can help. And often they have lots of hardships in their life, drug abuse, etc. And I, you just look at how many unmarried, non-working parents there are that have substance abuse problems. Their, their reports suggest it's significant. And so you don't have that interaction to try to address that and solve the core problem, and you just wonder, where's the money going? Is it truly lifting children out of poverty, or is it being squandered on more dope? And it's, uh, so there's no application process, there's, again, there's no seeking help, there's no working with folks that could, could possibly help, but it's, it's just crazy. We're, we're just de-emphasizing individual responsibility in just a, a sharp way. And th- there are those on the left that just feel like you, that's fine, that you just can do that and expect positive outcomes. This goes back to some of the welfare reforms in, in the 90s that tried to clamp down on some of the abuse. And there were Democrats and those on the left that uh, denounced that. We've been fighting this problem for decades. It ain't gotten any better. It, all, all of these policies that are designed to attack these various societal problems, they're just making them worse. We, we haven't. The war on drugs is an abject failure. The war on poverty is an abject failure, though we're we're better off. It's not because of government programs. That's not what did it. What did it is massive opportunity caused by capitalism and the creation of opportunity and productivity gains that we've experienced in society over the decades as a result of innovation and automation. We just all produce more, in general. So, but these are just Automatic checks they I mean, are just, just going to send out.
2: Just look at the history of the, the, the word war, especially in modern history. And when you filter war through bureaucracy, it fails.
4: Yeah, that's true. Every time we try it. Yeah. But we keep doing it. That's what I don't understand. Boy are the recipients going to be pissed when they file their taxes and realize they won't get that big refund because they already got their child tax credit. That uh, might be some truth to that, Thomas and Greenwood writes in, but this is a new child tax credit where it's fully refundable, whereas in the past it was only partial, much smaller amount. So uh, but I don't know. yeah, you could be right. There could be some shock waves. When you're getting this money sent to you on a monthly basis, and they intend to continue that, by the way. They want to continue this program and send checks on a monthly basis, 250 for every child over the age of six, 300 for every child in the household under the age of six. Who knows where that's going to go? But they want to make that permanent. Now, kind of along the same lines... Medicaid enrollment absolutely surged during the pandemic. Now, there were was, was some 71 million people or so on Medicaid prior to the pandemic. 80 million. 80 million now enrolled in Medicaid or CHIP, the Children's Health Insurance Program. 9.9 million more. Roughly 10 million more people. Came into the program, 13.9% increase, more than 38 million children. Nearly half of total Medicaid and CHIP enrollment. Both of those programs. The children, it's half of them. Yet, we're going to pay people to have more children. And a lot of times, these are people that really can't. Shake themselves loose from poverty because of other issues in their life, drug abuse, etc. Fatherless homes, number one problem. But we're gonna spend send more money out. Producers and recipients. Leonard Skinard, we shall return on the JT
9: show. Stay with us. <laughs> From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny skies, high near 83. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 66. A slight chance of rain for your Wednesday, mostly sunny, high near 89. Wednesday evening, mostly clear, low around 71. And a 30% chance of rain for your Thursday, mostly sunny, high near 91. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
6: Shark Tank's real estate tycoon, Barbara Corcoran, only recommends Lee Garland in the Jackson area. Lee Garland is the number one real estate team in all of Mississippi as published by The Wall Street Journal, directly responsible for helping over 9,000 families reach their real estate goals. That's over $1.25 billion in real estate. And those hard to sell listings? They just make the elite team even more motivated. Success stories like Stan and Northeast Jackson, Lee puts superior marketing strategy into gear. Guided stand with advice on preparing his home for market and is sold within 48 hours for the asking price. And in those cases where real life happens, Lee will let you out of your contract at any time or will give you an instant cash offer. No showings, repairs or hassles. I wouldn't recommend Lee Garland without personal experience and a long list of outstanding, satisfied clients. Call Lee Garland Group today. EXP Realty at 601-983-1130. Visit LeeWillBuyIt.com and
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk, Mississippi.
10: Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it. Let's
2: hear it.
0: Now, 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 back to the JT show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: Mississippi.
4: When he heard his first Beatles
14: song, "Love Me Do," I think it was, not from there it
22: didn't take him long. Got himself a guitar, he
4: used to play every night. Now he's in a rock and
2: roll outfit, and everything's alright. Don't you know?
4: Bad company here on the JT show. Super top Mississippi Rhino cranking out the good music. Arlen in Wayne County asks, Were the sisters at your school like the Reverend Mother in the Blues Brothers movie when you mentioned punishment? I thought of the automatic telescoping rod the Reverend Mother had to use on Jake and Elwood. Uh, They were strict. I'll just say that. I remember them well. St. Mary's uh, Catholic School I attended. First through eighth grade over in West Jackson. Sad that the school and the, and the church, the parish, shut down a couple of years ago. But, uh, yeah, they were – wouldn't trade that for anything. Fantastic experience. Not only were they great teachers but and disciplinarians, uh, but it was just a, a, a loving um, Christian Catholic learning environment. Back when I started, we went to Mass every morning. before we went to school. And, uh, of course, the, the girls had to wear something on their hats on their head. So the school actually issued all the girls a couple of years there, several years, little red beanies. They'd all wear the red beanies in the church. but And we sat with your class, and that uh, was every day. So pretty cool deal. And we learned, by the way, we learned uh, when you became an, an altar boy, an acolyte, and you had to stay after school to be trained on how to do that. And, and we'd have to um, sort of practice the entire ritual Uh, of the mass, the right of the mass, and what the altar boy was supposed to do. (laughs) And they made us kneel on the concrete out there. And you didn't tell sister, "Uh, I don't kneel on the concrete. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get a swift kick. That's how we learned all that stuff. Anyhow, uh, pretty cool stuff. It was a yardstick. My dad was in the Marine Corps in the 80s, and I was born on Pearl Harbor Day. I have the utmost respect for our veterans and troops. That's a couple weeks ago. I appreciate that. But it was a yardstick. Yeah, it was a yardstick. They like to use that on you. I had a couple broken on me uh, back in those days for not answering the questions right.
2: We did get an update on the ceasefire text line on the Mississippi Army National Guard. Yeah, please they share are that. Back from training in California, back to their lives as citizen soldiers, their normal nine to five workaday jobs, and uh, they won't have to go back to the California desert for another five years. That is fantastic, that report from our good friend, former
4: Representative Jeff Smith, his son, of course, Corky, has been out there, a member of the JAG, been with the National Guard. Appreciate that, Jeff, that update. Godspeed to them. Uh, Let's see, you ready to go see Jill Biden? She's in town. The president's uh, wife there, that'd be the first lady. She's going to the vaccination site at JSU, is our understanding, at 2 o'clock or so this afternoon. Going to stay in town a couple hours and then head up to Nashville.
2: Yeah, so if you are anywhere near the Magnolia State's capital city, you probably want to avoid the interstates about 2 o'clock this afternoon.
4: Indeed. I'm sure that'll be all locked up, secured up. Are they going to make sure the payments, talking about these child tax payments, go to, to help the children and, and not the liquor store or casino, that from JB and the Delta? Well, I would argue there's uh, no way to do that. There's no controls on that. It's just money that gets deposited in your account. You do with it what you want, not restricted in any way. It's not like a card such as an EBT card that can only be used at, at certain establishments for certain goods. So, no. And I, and so yeah, it's helicopter money, honestly. You could you could uh I guess conclude it's just blind, uh, buying votes.
2: Hmm. I didn't get to this one yesterday, but I got to get it out there cuz yeah. it's just it's it's too weird of a story not to report. So, in Tulara County, California, a 34-year-old man has been arrested for allegedly stealing forty-two thousand pounds of pistachios, <laughs> apparently the pistachios were in one-ton bags in an eighteen-wheeler in a, in, a, in a rig that was in one lot. He moved the rig from that lot to the neighboring lot and was slowly divvying up the one-ton bags into smaller bags for resale pistachios how has it gotten crazy enough where pistachios of all the nuts are expensive enough to be a heist unbelievable
4: pistachios that's incredible uh, I
2: never heard of that before TVs VCRs stereo systems uh, you've heard of those getting stolen from big rigs
4: pistachios N- not pistachios yeah wow
2: Mm -mm -mm.
4: By the way, the New York Times is going to have Greta Thunberg say it.
2: Greta Thunberg.
4: Uh, And Hillary Clinton, they're having a subscribers-only event. I ain't signing up for that. Chris from Oxford, no pun intended here. What kind of nut steals pistachios? I asked that question, too. Fifteen bucks a pound, says William in Greenville. Well, there you go. No wonder. Jeez. thieves. It's society that caused them to go steal stuff. It's all our well, fault, course. right?
2: Yeah, it's capitalism's fault.
4: <laughs> we shall uh, depart the show here today. We're out of time. We'll be at Ace Bolt and Screw tomorrow. Tune in. Stay safe. A Super Talk Mississippi
0: Media Production.